0: Today, we are so excited to be serving the tea on Healing the Throat Chakra with our special guest, Flora Ware, a ceremonial priestess, cyclic living teacher, and sacred musician.
1: Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Belinda Boring. And I'm Christy Cook.
0: Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by Of Starlight and Moonbeams, a team of authors and creators whose goal is to bring more magic and creativity to life. Like the stars and the moon, our mission is to share our light in the darkness, guiding others to discover their own light to shine forth to. To receive notifications of new episodes of Starlight Tea and new issues of Moonbeams Magazine, as well as exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter at ofstarlightandmoonbeams.com.
1: So Belinda, what's in your cup this week? Well, this week I just have ice. I drink all my water and it's in my summer tumbler because it was the only thing that I could reach. So drinking that. And in my life cup this week, just trying to restore balance to my chaotic house and reorganize things and... All that fun stuff. Trying to get my uh, desk and my creative space, my sacred space, all updated and things like that. I'm working in the garden as usual. (laughs) The squash plant has gone. Um, It yielded some wonderful things. We went apple picking. I made some apple pie filling. Just doing all the homey stuff, Mm. I think, uh, that's happened this week. And just trying to get help out with getting the magazine out. And yeah, that's, man, it doesn't sound like much of a week. I say this every week. It doesn't sound like much of a week, man. There was a lot of stuff. Like we did a lot of stuff. I've been busy. And so, yeah. What about you, Christy? What's in your cup today? or this week Uh, in my physical cup is water
0: as usual. And In my life cup, yeah, we got the magazine out, which is always a celebratory moment and exciting and also a relief because it's a lot of work, especially the last few days leading up to it. And let's see what else, getting ready for my trip. And so Mm -hmm. now that the magazine is off my plate, I can focus on, you know, the fun stuff, like what am I gonna wear and what do I need to pack? And I have to do everything on a carry-on because airlines are outrageous with all their extra fees anymore, so that, that's going to be fun. So yeah, there's that. We had our new moon circle, which was amazing as always, and also getting ready for our Maybon gathering, which you and I are doing live from Sedona, which will be so much fun. So got to get everything prepared for that. And just hanging out with family and friends before I go too and making sure the day job is going to be all good um, while I'm gone so yeah lots going on but again like you it doesn't sound like a lot but yeah life has been kind of crazy
1: There is always something fun and magical going on in the world and with the starlight and moonbeams subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly news, updates on our offerings and exclusive gifts and promo codes for our shop. You can also hit the subscribe or follow button on your app to queue up new episodes as soon as they drop and follow us on the socials. Find everything through our new link tree in the show notes. Also please consider leaving a review or a comment Something that lets other listeners know what you like about the episode so they can tune in too.
0: We are so excited today to be serving the tea on healing the throat chakra with our very special guest, Flora Ware. She's a ceremonial priestess, a cyclic living teacher, and a sacred musician. She's very passionate about the throat chakra. And has some tips she'll be sharing with us. And I know this is an interest because our Ask Aunt Sage column in Moonbeams Magazine last month, that was our question from readers was, what's the best way to clear the throat chakra? So this will be very helpful for those of you wondering. I know Flora through our temple priestess presence where she is an apprentice on the ordination path and I'm just an initiate getting started as a ceremonial priestess. And there is so much more I could say about Flora, but I'm just going to hand it over to her and let her introduce herself. So welcome, Flora. Thank you so much for being with us today. And tell us about who you are and what you're doing. What's going on?
2: Mm, Thank you so much, Christy. It's wonderful to be here. And I just got to go back and say, do not say you are just an initiate. It takes a <laughs> lot to become an initiate and and to choose that path. So there's a, yes, yeah, deep bows to you, sister. Thank you. I started singing before I even started speaking as a young baby, <laughs> and I was blessed to have parents that, for the most part, really encouraged my expression. So. I sang and taught myself piano by ear and really my whole life has been uh I I've been blessed and privileged to spend a lot of my time in the creative realm and and especially with music and with theater and with dance and when the goddess Came to me as a young teenager, and I remembered this beautiful lineage of sacred feminine spirituality, singing together with women and drumming around a fire. It was so it was just so profoundly impactful for me as a teenager, and it really it, it really evoked a deep remembrance in me of this is this is what we've done since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. we've gathered in circles we've shared our stories we've sung our songs we've beaten the drum and we've celebrated this gift of life together and communing with spirit through music and through our through our voices is just one of the most natural things to me and it's just one of the most enjoyable things (laughs) that that i know so i'm i'm really blessed now in in midlife to be serving and working full time in in the spiritual space and and now uh inspiring and guiding others in how this this connection that we have with the divine it's it's there for all of us and we don't need we don't need anyone to be intermediate between, and we don't need to have anyone's permission to sing our prayers.
0: I love that. I love just everything you just said. is just so It just resonates with me so much from the, we've been doing this in circles, sharing our voices and beating the drums to knowing how important it is for this ability to express ourselves. I love that is there anything else you want to say about um, your background before we dive into what you're doing right now? Well,
2: sure. Um, I guess the, the the intersection of my of my spiritual path and my um, musical path happened, happened shortly after I finished my uh, college program where I was getting my music diploma, and I was uh, majoring in jazz and contemporary voice. And this was over 20 years ago now. And I'll admit, I wanted to be the next Nora Jones, you know, like (laughs) that was where I was at then. And um, so I finished, I finished that music uh, college program, and I was, I don't, I I wish I, I wish I remembered the moment. It was one of, you know, one of those life changing things that happened, and I don't even remember the moment. But I was introduced to sound healing with a focus on the voice, vocal sound Mm -hmm. healing, and I think after spending However, many of the previous years of really training my voice, like doing a lot of formal training at like Broadway, classical, um, and then the jazz and contemporary at that college level, I felt like I was, you know, I had a very refined instrument, right? And then I was introduced to vocal sound healing, and it just felt like I was introduced to my vocal instrument in a whole new way. Oh and my God. Yeah. And so I, I, and I recognized the, yeah, just the, the absolute power of using our voices for healing because up until that point, my voice had been for entertaining, right? Mm, The very different energy. Yeah. Yeah. Being on stage, um, you know, being the triple threat that I was, that's what they call it in the industry. When you act, you sing and you dance, like, it's funny, right? There's even like a bit of like aggression in that, like I'm a threat, right? And, there, <laughs> and so there I was suddenly realizing, wait, this voice that I have, this, vo- this voice that we all have is an instrument of healing. It was like, Poof. and I'd already been um, introduced to the chakra system um, again as a teenager. and And so this introduction of vocal sound healing was working with toning through the chakras with with the voice and so it was just a beautiful um yeah a really beautiful coming together of these two um, big pieces of my life So I started teaching workshops on chakra toning. I started leading uh, women's circles where I was living because there was no women's circles. And so out of necessity, right. I was like, well, I guess if I want to go to a women's circle, I have to host one and (laughs) singing chants, mantras, it was just always something that I included as part of the ceremony. And so, yeah, so there's been, there's just been a beautiful marriage of the, you know, the technical side of the musical training, but also the the spiritual uh, mm-hmm. basis of the, the vibration of
0: our voice. I, lo- I love this idea of toning with the chakras. Now, my voice, and I know you're going to say something on this, but I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I cannot carry a tune for anything. Uh, when I used to sing the ABCs to my kids when they were like two years old, they would tell me to stop singing. I mean, that's how bad it is. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I be I, I, I a critic. I do not. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I do not have that triple threat at all. But I know how important it is for us to, to do it anyway, to, you know, to sing. And so I, it's taken a lot of uh, work on my own part to even feel comfortable singing in the shower when I live by myself. (laughs) Mm. But yeah, it does serve, but I've never even thought about like toning all the different chakras. So is that like different octaves or ranges or, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that?
2: I certainly can. And uh,
0: toning
2: is simply like sustaining a vowel sound and so it's not about hitting a specific pitch and it's not about carrying a tune so toning is actually a perfect introduction for anyone that has that story that Mm. I can't sing I can't carry a tune right because it's because it's easy so there's certain vowels that resonate with the different chakra centers, there's different systems. So there's, you know, like, like, there's different archetypal systems, you know, so there's the, um, the ancient Vedic uh, vowels that are ram, lam, yam, they mm-hmm. all end in um, like om, they come back to the, mm-hmm. the hum. Uh, but the system that I often use is the one that I was um, taught and trained in, which is through Jonathan Goldman. And I won't go through them all now, but it really is just an, uh, a very easy and I dare say pleasurable way to just have fun <laughs> with the voice and to you just start at your lower range for the for the root and the lower chakras and then you Mm -hmm. just kind of tone your way up to higher chakras as you get to the crown and it's a it's a really fun way to vocalize.
0: I like that. Now I'm going to have to learn more about that.
1: I will be talking to you about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, I just want to start like humming. Like it just starts with humming. I think of that first night when my grandson came to with us, and it became something that we've done all the time to soothe is holding him up against the chest and humming like that. And that vibration and certain notes and certain, I guess, yeah, vibrations were soothing to him. And so this fascinates me because I feel like I've already had a taste of it. And I can see just how I could just see how I'm fascinated by all things sound healing. So I'm just listening to you thinking, wow you've just given me a rabbit hole to dive down yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah Yay. that's beautiful belinda because
2: what you're describing is a perfect example of like entrainment between energies or and really resonance as well Mm -hmm. like to hold that just thinking of it just holding that baby boy against the chest and there's not only the comfort of the the physical touch but then the vibrations that is coming from your voice and, and, and so that's just, it's so beautiful. And yeah, one thing, one more thing I want to say about sound healing is that a lot of times you say sound healing and people right away think crystal singing bowls. Yes, right? Yeah. They think yeah. bowls, they think uh, maybe tuning forks. They think uh, they think more of the instruments and, yes. and, and, They're beautiful. Of course, they're wonderful. Guess what? I don't even own a crystal singing bowl. All I have is (laughs) one brass Tibetan singing bowl (laughs) because we all have a voice and the voice is the most personal and the most powerful healing instrument because it is attuned to us. Like for us to receive Mm -hmm. the sound healing from our own voices, we cannot receive a better vibrational instrument than our own voice
1: wow I never even thought about it that way but see the connection though like we talk about we are the magic we don't need to look out for any a tool or or someone else we hold that magic we hold that energy within Mm -hmm. you know we can use crystals and wands and, and oracle cards and all of that but they're just tools and here you've extended that to include hey, what greater tool do we have for healing with sound than our own voice? Something that we're, we're innately uh, connected with and familiar with. And we've probably used it so many times that we don't even realize. Like, I know when I'm a little stressed, I'll hum to myself and we will hit certain tones. And so this is a great thing for, for people to know. Hey, you've got your first intr- instrument if this is something that appeals to you, Right.
2: Mm -hmm. just
1: and and not you said this word before in the introduction give yourself permission to play with that sing even if you think you can't sing hum whatever it is get in touch with that and so yeah that's oh I love that I love that that spin not spin on it that take on it Mm.
0: yeah I do too and it's always with you crystal bowls crystal bowls are not very transportable (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the Tibetan bowls are a little bit smaller and the tuning forks too, but I mean, you're not always going to have them on you, but you definitely always have your voice. And it's also a good reminder that you do have a voice. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where also a lot of people get blocked is in their third chakra and using their voice, whether it's singing or speaking. And I know um, the sound therapy and the singing and the humming is good for helping you clear that. But can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I know so many women, especially, were taught to shut down our voices. Can you speak into that about how this helps us actually reconnect with the power of our own voices?
3: Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, like most things like, I think even in the the 12 step program, you know, it's like the first step is realizing that you have, well, in that case, that you have a problem. So the the first step here is realizing you have a voice, (laughs) that you have a powerful instrument within, um, you know, like within you. And it is a sad fact uh, that a lot of us and women especially are shut down, whether it is overtly, I work with a lot of women that have very clear messages of when someone told them that they sounded terrible when they were singing um, or were uh, sent to the back row in the choir without much explanation but they kind of got the uh okay okay yeah that's your that's maybe your story so we we receive these um, messages either directly or indirectly that something isn't quite right and we should just be quiet right mm-hmm. and uh, and and then and so then we go through our life and that gets reflected in a few different ways i mean not always but this can affect even how we are communicating our desires or our needs mm-hmm. or or even just like how well we communicate do we do we have a tendency to put our own needs last or to you know comp- compromise ourselves for the sake of keeping peace within the the house or you know all of those things mm-hmm. and it because it's all very connected with communication and with expression so how open and how free are you to to express yourself and to express what's real so for someone who is feeling blocked you know some of the things are well we all know the lump in the throat feeling right
3: Mm -hmm. We all
2: know that feeling when there is just tension, there's pain. Um, Maybe we're thinking about having a difficult conversation or there's really something like we're swallowing our words, you know, and Mm -hmm. there's like that. Right. So if you have that a lot, maybe that's something like it's kind of just like an ongoing thing. Yeah, there's there's going to be some blocks in your throat chakra. Other things, other ways that this may show up is feeling that uh, that feeling that you just cannot express yourself or that there's something like that you're not allowed to speak your truth. Right. Another way that this shows up for some women is that even when they feel like they are expressing themselves, they feel unheard. They feel Mm -hmm. like, but I just said something and people are still talking over me or like, did anyone even hear me? Or there's something like that's really, they feel dismissed. Now, I don't want to go down a tangent, but that could just be the company they're keeping. But it's um, (laughs) like, there's these (laughs) different ways that it show that it can that it can show up. If you have um, a desire to create, and even if it has nothing to do with your voice, it could be visual art, it could be something else. If you feel creatively blocked, there could be a block in the throat chakra because this chakra center is really a lot about creative expression even yeah. if it's not vocally based. And so if you're listening and you're already s- someone that says I know I need, I have blocks in my throat chakra. I I want to speak more. I want I or I want to sing. Then then just make it a regular practice to use your voice in whatever little way you can. Whether it is, you know, humming, exploring mantra as part of your spiritual practice making a point to to spend time with people where you feel safe to fully express yourself and what's really going on really look at why you might be holding back on you know revealing what's going on because all those ways that we limit ourselves and shut ourselves down even if we think we're doing it for right reasons they eventually erode our own trust in our ability to communicate and, and express ourselves creatively.
0: Yeah. We're going into shadow season and I think there's a lot of shadow work there. You know, when you were little, maybe you were told you you talk too much, you know, the teachers, you need to go to the back of the room, you talk too much, or I need to separate you from your friends because you talk too much. And, you know, if you're told that enough, some people, are they're gonna stop talking. And then yeah you feel that clog in your throat it's like the words want to come out but they're they're just stuck there because they've been suppressed so much and that's where you get into the shadow work is finding div- diving into um where those wounds started and healing that and i i love the idea of using chants in mantras it doesn't have to be like i said i sing in the shower it doesn't have to be that if you don't feel comfortable doing that, the, the chants and the mantras are also a good way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really finding whatever it feels good for you and talking about those old wounds. Yeah, we, a lot of us have them from, from our childhood or from our youth, but I'm sure neither of you will be surprised to learn that, you know, for most of the women that I work with, uh, with, you know. Whether it's one-on-one, the voice work I do, or in my singing circles, a lot of these are past life, uh, past mm. life traumas as well. And yeah. you know, as we know, the witches were, you know, burned, hung, drowned, uh, you know, any manner, beaten, abused, assaulted, and and it was all systematically uh, d- being done to to silence, uh, to silence yeah. us, to silence the the wisdom, and to and to you know put put this uh stop to the the wisdom that we were carrying. And so quite often it will it will go it can even go back to if we have a strong connection or an, an imprint of a past life trauma. We we're carrying that forward. And I truly believe that that in this day and age, there's so many of us that are waking up to our multidimensional nature. And we're here to heal all of that. We're yeah. here to heal it down our ancestral lines and forward. Into for our descendants we're here to heal it for, for
0: the one heart yeah ah, I love it so tell us how more about using voices in ceremony and ritual
2: hmm yeah. Well, so one of the one of the first things that um, that that I suggest, and this is for solo practitioners, that if just for your own personal practice, your own personal meditations, spell casting, ritual, you may have fallen into the habit of doing everything in silence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to do yeah. when you're by yourself, right? And if that's the case. I invite you to consider ways that you could start actually speaking out loud it, you, to spirit, right? Do Would you actually call in and invoke whatever energies, deity, or does or anything that you're working with by speaking it out loud? Might you actually, you know, use a mantra? And even if you, you know, even if you're just kind of warming up and you're not quite ready to sing, you can speak those mantras over and over again. You can you can fi- find a little um invocation prayer in a book, right? If you feel more comfortable having that guide and instead of just reading it, you know, you say it out loud and that mm-hmm. you are using your voice to connect um with spirit. And it really amplifies because our voices mm-hmm. amplify the intention of your ritual, uh, you know, probably give you a greater sense of, um, Uh, of feeling connected to what you're doing and you know there's a reason why witches are always depicted on (laughs) tv and, and 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 films of of like muttering incantations or or shouting incantations to the sky right there's a reason for that because our voices are these powerful instruments and so when we put our intention together with the vibration of our voice out into the world. There's just that, yeah, that amplification of energy. So I always like to think of that and you can write something yourself. You could receive it intuitively. Just start to think about ways that you might use your voice in your own personal practice. So for a ceremony in a group setting, songs, chants they're really just the, the best <laughs> they're just the best way that that people love and singing groups can be a, a better for for shy singers who don't want to you know, don't want to do a solo right <laughs> they, yeah. you can just blend your voices right with the group that you're with and so if whoever is leading this ceremony is someone that can can lead a song or a chant then great join in if not and you feel like you're the someone that wants to tentatively raise the hand and say hey can we sing we all come from the goddess or whatever it is mm-hmm. then you know it more often than not that is usually very well received and I'm speaking right to you, Christy, when it's not about hitting the right note. It's, I mean, yes, there needs to be a certain recognizable melody for people to (laughs) join in on. But when we sing as a group, we have the, um, uh, well, we have everyone's voices kind of, that helps like lift us together. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and there's something that, created that's you know that old expression like it's much bigger than the sum of its part when mm-hmm. we are singing in devotion um so yeah so if you're listening to this and you think oh I'd love to do that but I don't know if I ever could just do it you know, it's so many pe- people in your circle will be so glad people will be coming up to you afterwards thank you so much for you know leading us in that song people will love it it really just takes that person who has the courage to just say yeah hey Let's sing.
0: <laughs> I love that. And I'm sitting here thinking about all the times I've been in traditional church or even at same, a concert, you know? you know, how powerful. I mean, I, I always, that is when I feel the most presence of the divine is when everybody is lifting their voices up together, you know, in unison and, oh, it, it's giving me chills now. It's kind of funny that today at work in the ladies bathroom, someone lost a little thread and it was on the floor and I meant to take a picture of it because it was in the perfect shape of a musical note and it I don't know if I was just thinking about, you know, that we were getting ready to talk about this today or what, but I was just it just got me to thinking of how magical music is and how thrilled the divine must be when we are making music, and it, it just got me to thinking, like, how did the first songs start? And you know, when people started using their voice in that way, maybe they sang before they ever spoke. You no, know? mm. like you said, you you started singing before you started talking, and it just makes. It, I was just wondering about that, and then I was like, who was the first person who started beating a rhythm on, you know, some kind of makeshift drum?
1: And then it mm-hmm. started
0: inventing all of these amazing instruments that we have now to create such beautiful magic, and that's what it really is to me. Is especially when I hear such a beautiful voice. And Flora, y'all, Flora has a beautiful voice. She is yeah. on Spotify, so explore it. Belinda went and she was like, "Whoa." <laughs> awesome. Thank you. So,
2: well, uh, well, I'm just gonna jump in on that because I've been, done some research around that. And I was moved to tears when I discovered that the most wow. ancient artifacts that we have intact from the Paleolithic era are instruments. Wow. They are flutes carved wow. out of mammoth tusks. Oh, mammoth ivory cool. flutes that were preserved in the caves in the south of France. And because of course, drums that would have been covered with skin, they, they, they wouldn't last. There's, they would just dis- disintegrate. Right. But we have these, we have these mammoth tusk flute and it shows just how long music and ritual have been with us. Yeah, And even though we know now that the, Neanderthals who lived in harmony on this planet for hundreds of thousands of years. (laughs) And we know that the Neanderthals had culture and had art more than, you know, the early archaeologists were giving credit, you know, to the whole caveman stereotype. Mm-hmm. Even still, what what scientists, what what archaeologists and anthropologists, well, what they know and what they also hypothesize is that part of the reason there's a there's a strong theory out there. Part of the reason why Homo sapiens and modern humans took over, if you will, or kind of survived, was actually because of musical ceremonial community gatherings which is very oh, fascinating. Yeah. There was, there's evidence all over Europe that um, bef- before the last ice age, so this is where this is really going back, that there And part of these caves, they were essentially like community centers, <laughs> these caves that the different tribes would meet. And so even though we were living in different tribes, there were there were these ev- events that started to happen where there'd be bigger gatherings and music acted as the uni- unifying. What's the word I'm looking for? It was the unifying force. I don't know. It was yeah. there was something that unified. Um, And it was music, because it's true. You said it, um, even in church, that when everyone's voices are lifted together in song, there's this beautiful feeling of unity. So um, I just, yeah, I needed to share that. I haven't actually got to tell too many people about this different research that I've been doing that. There's strong evidence that it's that it's music that that really helped the modern humans stay together and survive the ice age. That was it. It was how did the modern humans survive the ice age? Well, you better believe they were staying in their caves and playing music.
0: That is just it's so amazing. It's beautiful and it's just it's part of our the most ancient history of our species music has always been there and it's, it's so important.
1: And like as a form of creativity as well, the thought came of like when we went through COVID, it gave people a chance to come together, whether it was online and really be creative, whether it was through their art, through storytelling, through music and things like that. And it, show, it just shows that we need that element to survive that it's the thing that brings us together. It's the thing that makes us, us. Mm. For whatever Mm -hmm. reason, they were gathering, whether it's for them as with ritual, with celebration, with devotion, for joy, for, we talk a lot about with the different Sabbaths, how everyone got together to celebrate at these festivals. And so uh, music is such a fundamental part of that. And I just think, Personally, for myself, my family knows when I'm happy because I'm singing yeah, and same. doesn't necessarily have to be anything, but I'm a humming, I'm singing whatever. And, and Christy, I would say, and to anyone listening, if you don't think you can sing, who says you have to sing serious? Who says it has to be perfect? Says the perfectionist. Doesn't have to be. <laughs> I sing goofy, I sing with accents, I'll sing operatic. I'll sing like, oh, oh," you know, and I especially do with my grandson, but it's the, the act of just singing and being heard. I think that's a powerful thing. That's a real powerful thing. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Well, and it's great that you mentioned the Sabbaths because that, that was the inspiration for my last, um, album that I had been leading ceremonies online, online ceremonies for the Celtic, Sabbats, uh, Sabbaths. And I started, I started looking around for different, and I, and I often just didn't find the right chant. I, or I didn't find like a chant that I loved, or I maybe okay, I have one chant, but isn't there another chant that I could sing for this particular Sabbath? And then, um, they just started coming through, coming mm. through, in celebration of these Sabbaths. And then, and then before I knew it, it felt like, oh, I'm actually like doing this. (laughs) Like, like like I'm actually, I'm receiving, I'm opening up to receive a chant for each Sabbath. So over the course of a year, these eight chants came through and I was just going to record it at home on like really, you know, just like bad recording Uh, uh, equipment and thankfully I had a a good friend that said no you need to properly record this and properly release it as an album in the world and that's how my songs for the wheel of the year album came to be (laughs) was really through just that channeling and
0: listening and there you go. there's that. that divine magic yeah and now
1: you've shared your gift with us so we're able to then yeah I like that that you were yeah. You shared your gift. Yeah. Now, wow. now pagans all over the world are singing,
2: singing my chants at their coven gatherings, and I get messenger texts or emails from people, and I'm just like humbled, just so incredibly humbled by that, and so and so delighted. And and my next album that's coming out is a more lunar then the last album which is more solar right with the wheel okay. of the year
3: mm-hmm.
2: so it's definitely more like witchy chants. there's a new moon chant there's a full moon mm. chant there's like yeah lots of different goddess chants and um really excited and that's coming out in november 2023
0: hey, i'm excited for that <laughs> and we have we've played your uh your sabbath chants at our circles <laughs> Um, so looking forward to being able to share the moon ones now oh so tell us a little bit more about that what's it called and do you have an actual date or or you just know november right now
2: i don't because it's in um my producer's hands right now so i'm a little bit like you know i'm in the impatiently waiting stage i believe i'm gonna call it by one of the tracks at center of the pentacle however Ooh. that might change so <laughs> but for now we can say it's called center of the pentacle and i'm really excited there's going to be 8 there's 8 songs on the album
0: awesome well we will definitely let our listeners know when that is out and available to, for them to download to buy and start listening to and maybe join in on their own even if it's just behind closed doors um exercising that that throat and that chakra it's very important. And it, it it really helps you to open up that expression. Um, like Flora said, it's not just singing and not necessarily just speaking. Um, a lot of our listeners are authors and they, you know, your throat chakra is important for writing too, because we often talk about, you know, where are my words or, you know, how many words have I put down on the page or, you know, we're always talking about words and that's in your throat chakra as well. That energy is still the same. So it connects with your sacral for creativity, um, but the actual expression is coming out through that throat chakra. So any way that you can heal it and practice it and keep it nice and open. So those words flow. So, Flora, thank you so much. Was there anything else you wanted to share with us today? Mm,
2: I think you really summed it up there, Christy, just that if you love singing, but you're terrified of public speaking, that's okay. If you're more comfortable speaking, but, you know, singing is your edge, you know, that's okay. Just, you know, just use your voice, honor your voice, but more Mm -hmm. importantly, honor what you're communicating and expressing with your voice or in 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 one of your creative outlets. And yeah, just thank you so much for having me on. This has been a really wonderful conversation.
0: It really has. And I love what you've opened up for us. You know, Belinda and I are like, "Ooh, and I can see it on her face, yeah. you know, as we're doing <laughs> this." Exactly. We're like, "Ooh, I got to check that out and I'm going to try this and that and"
1: Yay. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say one of the things that uh as an author and someone who, like, I remember saying that words are my life. I love writing and expressing. I, for some reason, always thought that my creativity resided in my sacral chakra. And so, all well, this time I have been trying to heal it that way. And my my creative altar is filled with sacral chakra crystals and things like that. And so you've really opened that. I do, It is funny. I'm looking at it right now. And I do have a Tibetan singing bowl. And it's a third chakra one. So I guess intuitively without knowing it, but this has been a light bulb conversation for me of, you know, you're right. If I can't get the words, maybe that's what I need to be. Maybe I need to get up and sing and dance. And maybe that's another reason why is writers as we write with playlists, musical playlists. Mm-hmm. And for me that beat. And so this has really been a wonderful, wonderful conversation especially as an author, especially as a creative to learn more and get some, uh, some extra insights. So thank you so, so much for uh, talking with us today. Fantastic. Well, don't get rid of all that sacral chakra stuff. Yeah, That is (laughs) creative center,
2: but, but yeah, it's really, there's a beautiful relationship between the sacral chakra as the creative fire, right. And the throat Mm -hmm. chakra as the
1: place of that being expressed out in the world. Oh, I love that. I just got shivers. So yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> I love how it all just works together.
2: And I, I like how you said words, words are your life. Is that what you're saying? Like words are your life? Yeah. Because I love reminding people that our words are our one. Oh, I oh, love yes. that. Yeah. And so really like we, ca- we are casting spells and saying prayers with everything that we say. Mm-hmm. And oh, I love know, that as witch as witches we intuitively know this, and yet sometimes there can still be this real compartmentalization in our life, like now I'm sitting down to my ritual, now I'm actually gonna create magic, it's like no you you're making magic the whole day long from yeah
1: <laughs> oh, I love that,
0: and that that's important to remember, so mind your words, <laughs> mind, right, you know. What yeah, what you're putting out there, the energy you're you're sending out into the universe. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a wonderful conversation! Thank you, Flora, for being here. Tell us where can we find you? Sure, yeah. So
2: my my full name is Flora Ware, W A R E, and my website is my name, FloraWare.ca, because I am based in uh, British Columbia, Canada. I live with my wife and our son. So yeah, you can visit me uh, on my site, or you can find me on Instagram facebook you know the usual places
0: (laughs) (laughs) spotify
2: yeah yeah spotify youtube right those kinds of things
0: yeah yeah Yeah. and if you do
2: connect with me I, i love getting random private messages and you can tell me that you heard the
0: starlight tea podcast oh yes and we'd love to know too (laughs) <laughs> okay. Well, thank you again. I hope that our listeners have enjoyed this as much as I have and that maybe you picked up a few tidbits as well. And we'll look more into it because our voice is our power and we need to wield it, especially as women. So check out Flora's offerings and let us know what you think and what your uh, any tips you might have for healing and clearing the throat chakra
1: so christy what's the starburst you're sharing today
0: today i am giving out a starburst for author sarah cannon and heart breathings so sarah is a um, paranormal and urban fantasy fantasy author and then she started a youtube channel um, kind of focused at first on just show um, her passion for planners. She is a big um, planner person, boujo journals um, or bullet journals as they're called, and oh, all the different ones. And so that's kind of how her passion started. But then you know she was sharing tips on how to get organized and how to use that for your writing, and it's just grown from there. And so her YouTube channel is Heart Breathings, but she also does a 90 day program that helps you plan for and stick with your organization for 90 days. And I haven't actually done that, but I've heard amazing things about it. When authors these days, you know, they need assistance kind of giving themselves a kick in the butt. There are two people that are always recommended and it's Sarah Cannon's Heart Breathings and then Becca Sime's um, Writer You Need to Quit program. Sarah is amazing. She has a big heart. She is just transparent and authentic and real. And you can check out her uh, YouTube channel, which is Heart Breathings, and her book, Sarah Cannon, and we'll drop the links in the show notes. So that's my Starburst for today. What about you, Belinda? What's yours?
1: Well, I wanted just to talk a little bit about psychic fairs because uh, where I live, we just had our psychic fair and it was amazing. And I, the one where I'm at, uh, it was the Winslow Psychic Fair and it was run by Liz Blackgoat from Blackgoat Connection. We've talked, uh, I've shared a Starburst about her before she does a tea emporium and she organized where she gathered just a whole bunch of just wonderful like-minded people. There was readings, massage, crystals, tea, Al knowing was there for candles. Um, you could go talk with a, a psychic or get a card reading. And while I know it's past, and I know that you can't come to this one, I would encourage that if you're curious about things like that or if you're like us and you love all things like this and like to gather together with other people who are the same, to definitely check out whether your local area hosts these or whether uh, nearby towns or cities because they're just a really great way to make connections and to maybe... Learn something new or find a new interest. So yeah, my starburst is about the Winslow Psychic Fair, but just psychic fairs in general.
0: Yeah, and they're they're always run by local people, small mom and pop show uh, shops. I know the ones around here in Naples are usually by the crystal shops or you know local mediums. And it's just a great way to support your your local small people, small as in you know small business. <laughs>
1: They're not small yeah. people.
0: There's no such thing. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. I love that. And also, didn't wasn't Rosie there? Rosemary, our yes,
1: our oracleist. <laughs> She's that amazing. So I cool. love being able to give her hugs in person. I've gone to two of these now and gotten readings from her. And so, yeah. She's she's
0: awesome. And we're talking about Rosemary Navarra. She and Carol Franks do Oracle cards. They actually create them, but uh, they also do readings. And they were on our show uh, a couple months ago, I guess. And yeah. they also do a monthly card spread in the magazine. So. Jealous that you got to meet her in person, but that is so cool. And I missed it by a week. Otherwise, I would have to. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on another deliciously magical topic you can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Player FM, and other places. The, maybe the best way to go look for it is on our link tree, where when you click on the Starlight Tea Podcast link, it shows
1: you all the different places you can find us. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us on Starlight Tea Podcast uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion that you'd like us to to cover in an episode, feel free to DM us or email at hello at starlighttpodcast.com. As we end today's podcast episode, we leave you with the title track, "Maben" from Flora's album, Songs for the Wheel of the Year, to listen to. You can download the song and album on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Enjoy.
3: Much beauty. So much beauty and bounty in our life.
0: hope you'll join us next week and in the meantime remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer now go make some magic